Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Welcome, everyone, to today's show. We're so excited. I am Michelle Aubin here with Linda Lang. Hello, Linda. Hello, Michelle. As always, it's fantastic to be here. I can't wait to have our chat today. Me too. And we were just chatting a little bit before um, hitting the record button about what thread we're going to pull today on the topic. And that's kind of how we work. We just pull a thread and see where it leads. And we were talking about a story that I told you about how I struggled to begin meditating. And now, have you ever had a hard time getting into that practice? When I consciously tried to meditate like I thought I should be meditating, yes, it was challenging until I realized that I've always kind of meditated, gone in to myself and had awarenesses and maybe I haven't sat there for an hour or repeated a mantra, but I had that awareness. So it was my conscious mind that was really kind of blocking me thinking that I, you know, I had to sit in a certain position, do breathing patterns or repeat a mantra. I mean, that can work for some. Obviously, there are many people who meditate that way, but it doesn't have to be that way. So that's really interesting. So your conscious mind wanted to prevent you kind of coming up with reasons not to or blocks to doing it. And so what got you, what got you past that? Well, actually, I'd probably say my conscious mind kind of stepped in to find the right way to do it. So I would then maybe take a meditation class and I would try to do it the way the teacher tried to get us into that space. And it was just really less effective. It was. Than what I had always done before and not known it was actually meditation. Oh, that's really interesting. It's like you already were doing something. You already were doing it. And when you tried to fit into your conscious mind told you the right way, that was where the struggle was, but you really weren't struggling at all. You already were doing it. I didn't actually know it was meditation Mm. when I was doing it. So Mm. it's just, you know, it's kind of like a little maze that our conscious mind can create these little traps for us, especially when we think that there's a right way and a wrong way. There's so many ways to have a meditative experience. Yes. So well put. I love your story because I think a lot of people have the same experience and I did too. I mean, I remember in the 1980s taking a meditation class in college. So I was always interested in it and I knew that there would be some benefit to it, but I struggled with developing any kind of practice because of, I think the same thing was happening in my mind, like, like thinking it would be complicated or thinking I would have to sit in an uncomfortable position. And I just was like, I'm going to reject all of it. Like, like, I'm not going to go to an ashram. I'm not going to chant. I definitely enjoy 
the process of daydreaming and trance states always. And so I was drawn to hypnosis and other kinds of audio programs like that, guided meditations. But the idea of like doing something, even if it was good for me and I had to like contort myself, I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> we have these images of what it means. And um, I'm glad we're talking about it today to break that down. Your rebellious nature showed up because you're not going to do it. I would sit and try and do it because I'm trying. I'm not doing it. That's right. It was like a total waste of time until I don't even know how the awareness came. I liken it to, you know, I'm a beach person. I love the beach. I love to lay on the beach and feel my body on the earth and the sun warming me. And I just go into this like such a delicious place. And that's the place I go to in meditation often. Not, I'm not laying on the beach, but it's that delicious internal experience that just kind of stops thinking and has presence and is just experiencing the moment. What a great way to describe it. I love that. I would say though, that even though it felt like a waste of time until you realized you could slip into that, the fact that you were making space in your life was not a waste of time. Does that make sense? I, I totally agree. It's like it's like not judging your path to get where you are. And not judging the process because I know a lot of people that I talk to about meditation and what their struggles are say, well, I don't do it because I'm not doing it right. And what I say is if you're putting in the time, you're doing it right. Because eventually, my theory is that eventually, you will slip into that space of ease. You know what I'm getting at there? Yeah, I, I wonder. I hope that's true, that eventually you will. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's true. So I'm actually going to share my story because I had to trick myself into meditating because of that rebellious you know, I don't want to do anything too complicated. I don't want to do anything too physically uncomfortable. I had all these reasons and requirements. And I started meditating when I was very much a couch potato and addicted to the television. And I say that without judgment. It's just what it was. And I created a couch potato meditation method. <laughs> I'm going to uh, copyright that. Because I knew that it would feel better once I got to that shift, but I just didn't know how to get to that shift you describe. And I'm sitting on the recliner anyway, right? So I, I basically made, made an agreement with myself. I said, all right, I talked to myself like, like I was in middle school. I said, all right, Michelle, you can watch this television show as long as during the commercials you close your eyes and meditate. <laughs> so every time there was a commercial, let's say it was for, you know, an hour or, or two hours in the evening, I would close my eyes and meditate. And what do you think happened? 
Well, were you able to turn your brain off in that three, four, five minute time period? Not at first, but I did this, you know, day after day. And eventually, yeah, something clicked in. And I didn't want to open my eyes to check to see if the commercial was over. So, <laughs> it just started to feel good. It just started to feel good. Well, that's really the trick to meditation, isn't it? It's so delicious. Yeah. Once you break through the idea that you're doing it wrong, because when you think you're doing it wrong, it feels like a struggle. Or that you're doing it right, probably. Right. You're busy thinking and yeah. not actually in the state. Yeah. That's actually a good point because I want to point out for people that when I started to do it well or weller than before, better than before, I stopped measuring whether I was succeeding. It's really a paradox. It's like when I stopped caring whether I was succeeding is when I could relax and just feel like it was succeeding. It's, it's very much not a logical thing, right? Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And it just reminds me of the chicken and the egg story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Probably most people like us do spend time every day meditating without knowing they're meditating. So what do you mean by that? Just in that place inside themselves where they just like take a break from the outside world and just relax into themselves. Maybe it's a few minutes before they go to sleep or... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or when they're driving, it's almost like a hypnotic state mm -hmm. when people drive. You can meditate when you're walking, when you're running, you know, runner's high, cycling, anything physical. It doesn't have to be a, a sit there and not move your body. It's really about presence and quietening the mind in that moment. At least well, for me, that's how meditation is. For me, I had to get to a place in my home when I was meditating that I understood how to quiet my mind. Not even so much quiet my mind, because that's effortful, but notice the space between my thoughts is how I frame it so that I don't even try to not have a thought, but I just notice the space. And once I got okay with that in my home, now I can do it in traffic. And now I can do it when I'm moving around. But it, I think if I tried to master it before I got to that place, I would have been too distracted by uh, other things. But I can do it now when I'm in the grocery store. I can do it when I'm cleaning the house. So you want to hear something really funny? Yeah. Well, uh, I can do it on a commercial break. Now, in my, if I'm watching TV and there's a show I really enjoy, I will mute every commercial and just sit and be in that space. That's how you trained yourself. I didn't train myself that way, but I got to a place where I could just do it that way because what a beautiful way to spend that time instead of watching commercials. 
I love that you're saying that because there's so many paths to get there. There's not one right way to get good at this. So it's a, it's a great story. And to be very clear, I mean that I still do longer meditations as well because they are so nurturing and yeah. renewing for your for your spirit and your energy system they're just quite delicious and nothing quite like it well i think you and i talked at one point about brainwave states and so when you're in a meditative state it could be an alpha brainwave state or even a deeper theta and the thing about getting into alpha minimally is you can walk around doing your business and be aware of things and still be in that trance and that is really nice and then you could say well I want to go deeper now theta is kind of hard to drive or do other things but that's another option not recommended not to recommended drive. to drive in theta <laughs> Unless someone else is driving. I think babies go in theta when their parents drive and they babies fall asleep when, in the car. Yeah. You know, they get tranced out. Yeah. So there's a paradox to this. And I'm just sort of speaking to the people that struggle with feeling like they're doing it the right way. And how to get, how to like, if you can find a way to trick yourself out of having to figure it out, you know, there's a, it's really a paradox because it's, it's about letting go of the logical mind's desire to have everything figured out and lined up. Right. There's, there's an interesting thing there. So do you have any tips to help people kind of get there? Yeah. Like for me, I had to trick myself with the television. I'm already relaxed physically. I'm already zoned out with the television. And what I would do on top of that would be, I would have the headphones on with the binaural beat recording of some kind that was relaxing. And that's what I would click on during the commercial. And so it's the brainwave entrainment. So even if I was resisting something, if res resisting that relaxation, all of the factors were acting towards that direction, whether my logical mind wanted it or not. That was my trick. That was your trick. I think probably my, my trick in the easiest way like, I mean, once you start meditating, you can just kind of really go into the zone almost anywhere, really. It doesn't matter if there's noise around you or activity, but I'd have to say there's a time and a place because sometimes you feel really prompted by your to-do list. You know, there's some other motivation going on inside that that maybe isn't quite the best time for you to slow down unless it's it's a time of stress. If it's a stress time, then it's fantastic time. If it's a motivating time, then, you know, go and, go and do what you need to do and come back because your mind will be busy. But the thing that always, always can take me there 
is the breath. It's a simple, most easiest way. We're always breathing just to have nice, steady breaths and to follow the rhythm of your breath. It gives your conscious mind something to focus on without thinking. And it sounds so simple. It almost sounds too simple, but I think that's a great point. When I started, like, again, for me, I had to get good at it in my house. But once I got good at it in my house, focusing on the breath, now if I'm in the supermarket in line, I never get frustrated because I say, well, I can just practice noticing my breath. So notice how I frame that. I didn't say I can just focus on my breath. I said I can practice focusing on my breath, which for me, that kind of language removes the need to determine if I'm doing it right or wrong. I can just practice it. So if I'm on public transportation and I'm bored, I can say, okay, I practice noticing my breath. So I like that you bring it back to the breath. I love that. I love the practice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I used to be years ago, I was the kind of person that was always bored and now I'm never bored. Never. <laughs> because I can always practice focusing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it could be a game. Oh, it's so funny. Well, have we pulled this thread as much as there is to pull, Linda? Well, I think there's only one other thing I would like to say to the listeners is to really let the judgments go and keep experimenting because there are many, many ways to get into that meditative state. Some people need a mantra. Some people need the ritual of a position or a candle to be lit. And some people can go and do their gardening. Just keep that as your intention that you just want to have that solace that meditation can bring and seek it and you'll find the way you'll find the way i like that you're saying that there's no wrong way to do it and so and for people that are kinesthetic i've heard a lot of people say well i can't meditate because i can't sit still so that might mean if you take a walk and you notice the rhythm of your walk then you're noticing then that will get you into that state so honor well, your modality honor honor your method yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and there can be power in group as well. That uh, if you need to meet with one or two or five or six other people, it amplifies the field. So there is power in group meditations for That's sure. That's true. Because if you're in a room full of people chanting, that will entrain your brain just like a recording you know, that I would listen to the recordings, being in a room full of people chanting or drumming is very powerful, would you say? Extremely powerful. So many ways to get there. So thanks, Linda, for pulling this thread with us. We're sharing it with everyone. So we're going to wrap up for today. And we just encourage you to try what feels right for you. And you can let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook. Let us know what you've tried and what works for you. We'd love to hear about your story. Bye for now.